Thank you, darling. G'day, everyone. Happy New Year, if I haven't seen you and said that personally. Uh, it's great. Great to be in a new year, isn't it? Who's hopeful for 2021? Oh, fantastic. I think we should be. You know, I think that uh, we really should always look forward to our future with hope. Come on, we serve a big God who loves us. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Something is happening on the inside of us which means that our hopes are actually not placed in something that is untrustworthy or shakable. Hope does not disappoint. Can anyone say amen? Amen. Okay, now can we be honest? Because if I'm honest, and I mean we should be able to be honest in church, shouldn't we? If I'm honest, I'd have to say sometimes my hopes have not been met and my hope seems to have been disappointed but the bible says hope does not disappoint and so what i want to speak to us today about is hope that does not disappoint and and i think maybe some of the reason that we feel our hopes don't always line up is that we confuse hope with expectation and today i want to use a very very narrow, maybe very defined um, definition of expectation. Because I know that hope and expectation, it's an overlapping concept in so many ways. I think the best definition of hope I've ever heard is the happy expectation of good. The happy, that's the simplest definition. But today I actually want to do something. I want to split those two concepts, the concept of hope and the concept of expectation, because I believe ultimately at their root, They are different and they do engender a different response in our mind, especially when circumstances don't go our own way. You know, hope for me, I believe hope, Bible hope, authentic hope is always about the future and it's always anchored outside of ourselves. It's not about us and it's not necessarily about now. It's always about the future and it's always about something bigger than us. Let's say God and his promises. And I believe hope at its core is about grace. Hope comes from a place of grace or if I could put it this way, unmerited favour from God. Or if I could put it this way, I know good things can happen because God is good even if I'm not. Aren't you glad that the covenant you have with God isn't between you and God? That always confuses people when I say that. But let's, let's actually look at the new covenant really quickly. Jesus came without sin in the likeness of sinful flesh and fulfilled what we never could and made a covenant with God called the new covenant so that anyone who has faith in him is now included in that covenant because if it was up to us to hold up our end of the bargain, history has shown that we never could. So aren't you glad that your hope is actually anchored in Jesus and not in yourself? It's meant to be. And grace is that place, unmerited favour. God is good to you even when you're not. That is where hope comes from in the human heart, authentic hope because it's something bigger than me. It's something outside of me. If I've got to rely on me, I will let myself down nine times out of ten. 
Expectations very different. And, and just before I move off hope, this is what Israel put their hope or how they had hope for not just centuries but millennia, believing for their own land, believing Messiah would come, even if they would reject him when he did. But it pulled them through the most difficult of times, persecution and war and famine and everything they went through as a nation that had written as an example to us. The worst of the worst of times they got pulled through because they had a hope in God. Expectation is really different. Expectation is actually self-initiated. Expectation comes from us. Expectation is about what we perceive we deserve, what is right, what should happen. I should get this because I deserve it. It doesn't come from a place of grace. It comes from a place in one sense of performance. It's an expectation that this is what I deserve. We've got another word for it in our society that I want to use intentionally as I redefine expectation because it's interesting in the dictionary, the first word that defines expectation in some dictionaries is presumption. We presume something and that's an expectation. And, uh, and we think, this is what I deserve. We've got another word for it in our society that we all hate. It's called entitlement. No one in this room would want to admit that they're entitled. Even though we live in the top 1% of wealth in the world and the poorest person in Australia is probably richest than many other people who are poor in other nature, nations, is richer then. We don't want to use that word entitlement because we realise how ugly it is. But if we're not careful, what we think is hope is actually an expectation. And what is actually an expectation is actually an entitlement mentality. And if we become entitled, then we are absolutely guaranteed one thing, disappointment. You will be disappointed if you feel entitled. So how were some of the ways that we might feel entitled? Well, maybe with wealth, maybe with lifestyle. You know, we have such high expectations of how we should be able to live and all it takes is a little virus to pull the rug from under that and to create massive disappointment. And I'm not saying those disappointments aren't, raw, aren't real. They're very, very real to us. For example, maybe this year you were planning to travel somewhere. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Um, entitlement sets you up for disappointment because disappointment can be measured by the difference between your expectation and reality. So when your expectations and entitlement go right up, your potential of being disappointed goes right up with it. And do you realise that our society injects millions of dollars? We're talking more than what it costs to, to, to fight the Gulf War for five years. We inject that into media advertising to help people to recognise the gap, to encourage them to scramble up so that their expectations are met. And that's how we keep economies going. I think for the Christian, we've got to think differently. If you've ever thought, my hope's been disappointed, then maybe it wasn't hope at all. 
Maybe it was actually an expectation because Scripture says hope does not disappoint. God's not going to let you down. God's not going to disappoint you. God's word is true. But often our expectations, we'd hate to admit it, but our entitlement sets us up. And isn't it interesting? We live in perhaps the most entitled generation that has ever lived. Come on, we complain about, I've only got two bars of internet. What do you mean there's the Coke's not cold? <laughs> We've got big problems, haven't we? We live in the most entitled generation ever and yet we potentially, arguably, live in the most disappointed generation ever. Wouldn't you think that the people who had the most ever would be the happiest ever? So what is that disparity? The disparity is expectation and entitlement. The fact that I think I deserve more than this. I deserve a better relationship. We apply it to all kinds of things. We do it with lifestyle and wealth. We do it with honour and position. I should be recognised. I should be given more honour for what I do. We do it with relationships. I deserve to be with that person. I deserve the respect. I deserve the affirmation. But, But who's worked out that, you know, if you... If you demand affirmation from someone, it creeps further away. When expectation and entitlement goes up, disappointment goes up at the same rate. And so hope is something that's anchored on future. It's anchored on a promise outside of ourselves. It's anchored on the grace of God, on the character, on the nature of God. I can trust God in spite of my circumstances, in spite of the world turning upside down. Right now, I know because of the character and nature of God and what he says in his word, that a better day is coming at some point. So our hope is anchored on something eternal, Our expectations are anchored on us. And if we want to find a hope that does not disappoint, we have to shift our trust. And this is an old, old message and a very, very simple thing, simple one. We have to shift our trust from the things of this world to our God and his word. It's a really simple equation. You want to be disappointed? Then get your own expectations up and generate your own lifestyle. At some point, it falls over. No matter how fast you run and no matter how hard you climb, at some point, that falls over. There's only one thing that actually ever comes through and does not disappoint, and that's an authentic hope that's anchored in the nature of God and the promises that he gives to you your life you know when we live entitled we begin to live in a very small world indeed if if you let entitlement take a hold of you then you'll think your boss is out to get you (laughs) you'll think that your spouse is not generous enough you'll think that everyone's talking behind your back even facebook will be against you when you allow entitlement to creep in. But there's just somewhere else to live. And 
That's what I want to encourage us with 2021. There's a different space to live in. That is hope that will not disappoint. Are you okay? It's very quiet. You doing okay? You're all looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. Like I'm the only sinner in the room. But to tell you the truth, if I'm the only sinner in the room, I'm happy to be up here. This is my repentance speech at the beginning of 2021, okay? Because I'm going to ask you to come on a journey with me through 2021. And I guess I wanted to begin it right here today. James addresses this issue of entitlement this way. Chapter 4, he says, come now. You who say today or tomorrow, we'll go to such and such a city. Does that sound relevant to last year? Uh, I mean, I, I, six months ago, I heard that international travel could be off till 2023. By and large, you know, just the way we used to know it. I think those borders might be pushing out even further now. And we get shocked by that and we're distressed by that. Why? Because our expectation was here. And here we got 2,000 years ago. James is saying, don't just think you're going to go anywhere you want. Isn't it interesting? It only takes a little virus or a global financial crisis or an earthquake with a tsunami attached. And all of a sudden, humanity realizes that they are not the main event, that they're just part of something so much bigger. And in all honesty, if if 2020 was to teach us anything, if we're going to take a a lesson out of a difficult year, it would be this, humility. So I'm going to ask us to, to come on a journey this year of walking humbly before God. James goes on to say, you don't say you're just going to do this and that and you're going to trade and you're going to make money, buy and sell, make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapour that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. We so easily get caught up in affluence, in our intelligence. Hey, and praise God for it all. Please, I'm not trying to decry the world. What I'm saying is let's be careful where we anchor our hearts. We have to live within it. And I thank God for every development and every advancement in technology. Bring it on. It's just not where my hope lives. It's just not where my hope lives. And this is what James says. Come on, you say this and you say that you're boasting and that's evil. What you should be doing is submitting your plans to God. That's literally what he's saying. Why don't you say, if God wills, if God's in it, I'll do that. And if God's not, maybe I won't. I mean, how many decisions, and I'm just asking you personally, be honest, but I'm not asking you to put your hand up, okay? Because I'd expect every hand to go up. But when has ever a bad decision really burned you and then you realised I should have prayed about that? (laughs) We've all done that. We've all done that. And James is saying, whoa, 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 slow down. There's a different way to live. There's a different way to live. 
And I think what James is trying to point us towards is freedom. And that's what I'm trying to point us towards today is freedom. We have a world that generates expectations up here. And if we're not careful, we get caught up trying to meet those expectations, which we never will. And if you ever get there, there'll be a new ad advertising something else you haven't got just to let you know you're not there yet. So you can be disappointed enough to spend money that you don't have on something you don't really want. There's a different way to live. There is a hope that does not disappoint. And this is where the message gets really basic. I want to take us back to basics right at the beginning of the year. Is that okay? Back to basics right at the beginning of the year. And where do we find a hope that doesn't disappoint? And again, it's so simple, so simple. Number one, salvation. As in knowing God, getting back to connection with your creator is where hope that does not disappoint comes from. I'm going to stick in the book of Romans just for a few minutes. Are you okay? You got a few more minutes? Have we got a few more minutes in us? You're so quiet. I don't know whether you're just listening. Fumbling with stones in your pocket for later on. Let's go to Romans. We're going to go for a quick walk through here. Romans chapter 5 again, verses 1 and 2. And Paul says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul's talking about simply knowing that God's not against you. Because of what Jesus has done, God's not against you. When something bad happens, God's not doing it to teach you a lesson. If if you want something bad to happen, I'll give you a key. Live on planet Earth. Live on a broken planet. That man broke. And if you wait around long enough, something is sure to go wrong. But what Paul is saying, hang on a sec, you have a hope in God. You can lay your head on the pillow at night knowing that there is nothing between you and God. You have peace with God because of what Jesus did. And that should bring hope to your heart. Even when you're not good, God is. And you have hope for tomorrow. You have hope for something different. You have hope that pulls you through the pain of the now into your future. And, of course, we've also got Scripture. You want to know where hope comes from? Hope comes from our Bibles. We've got access like no other generation. It blows my mind when I think what what ancient saints have done to advance the church over the earth with, compared to us, absolutely no resource almost whatsoever a few old parchments and scrolls. And we've got access to every Bible translation you can imagine, most of them free. And Bible study tools, we've got all those things. Wow, can I encourage us, 2021, let's make sure our connection with Jesus is firm. And I'm speaking to believers. (laughs) Let's make sure our connection to God, that we're, we're not just assuming, presuming, but we're actually walking with God. Yeah. And let's, let's give Scripture their place of honour in our life. I want to encourage us, could we as a church journal, practice Bible journaling 
this year, a fresh commitment, a fresh dedication to getting a notebook or just a a, a word processing program or whatever on our phone with a Bible app and actually spend time in God's word. It just never ceases to amaze me how God speaks to me through his word. And at times when everything seems to be going upside down and I get into my Bible and I begin to read and all of a sudden, it's like God is in my head. It's like, Lord, have you been reading my mail all week? Come on, who's had that experience? Can we commit ourselves to having those sort of encounters with the Word of God once again? Because if we don't, we risk just living out of our own strength, making things happen for ourselves. Whereas Peter says, we've been given exceeding great and precious promises that by them, we might become partakers of the divine nature. We literally walk in the footsteps of God. We know what it is to transcend our natural circumstances and to tap into a hope that goes beyond our current circumstances and pulls us through into a better tomorrow. Come on, could we commit ourselves? 2021. You want to find a hope that doesn't disappoint? You'll find it in Jesus and you'll find it in the word of God. I'll read Romans and then I'll move to my next point. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Hope is there in your Bible, folks. And of course, there's the Holy Spirit. In one sense, I think, I don't know, I think the Holy Spirit's a little bit like God saying, when all else fails, (laughs) the Holy Spirit's going to do something. If you're really, really honest, have you ever been at a point in your life where you've actually walked away from Jesus, even though you're a believer? Your view of the Saviour has become clouded. And maybe even your Bible is as dry as old chips and you're not getting anything out of it. I want to encourage us with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Paul in Romans chapter 15 again. Now may the God of hope, don't you love that? Hope resides in God. It's one of his names. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to those words. You might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, hope is not just something that comes into our heads. Hope is something that God can give us supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you're here today and you're born again and you've believed in Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you and longs to birth hope in you. And I want to encourage you even beyond that. If you've never had the experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, can I encourage you, seek God for it. God has got more. He wants to pour his power into you so that even when Jesus seems to be a bit obscured, even when the word of God seems to be a bit dry you begin begin to pray in the Holy Spirit as Paul says building yourself up in your most holy faith and all of a sudden faith comes alive hope comes alive that leads us beyond failed expectations and the disappointments of the moment into our future that's a different space to live in just being content with the trinkets of this world and our, our feelings and our happiness rising and falling on the happenings around us. 
That is a hope that does not disappoint. A hope that comes because you're connected to God. You know God. You know He's not against you. He's with you through it all. His word speaking to you, lighting your path, just as the word says, Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a light to my path and a lamp for my feet. The power of the Holy Spirit at work within, rising up within you, bringing supernatural hope where there seems to be no hope. So I want to finish with a couple of questions and I've gone over time a little bit today. I did in the first service too. because It's the first service of the new year. Come on, this is how we're starting the year. Making sure that our hearts are anchored in something bigger than a financial system or affluence or a nice set of clothes. Our hopes have got to be anchored in something bigger than that. Some questions for us. Number one, it's pretty obvious probably, but I'd encourage you, have you included Jesus in your journey yet? Have you included Jesus in your journey? Is he still in your journey? Or was that, was that, a, one, was that a point in life? That intelligence and affluence and comfort has helped you drift away from? He's a nice reference point, but he's not leading the way. Have you opened your heart at all? Maybe you're on a journey and that's never been part of your story. Jesus, God, has never been part of your story. Friend, you you don't have to leave here today. Without that, you can open your heart right where you sit and allow Jesus to be part of your journey. The next question. Are your hopes tied to the promises of God or entitlement? Tied to the promises of God or entitlement? Are your dreams, plans and decisions birthed in the Holy Spirit and prayer or just your own desires and expectations? And and I guess I'm talking now about the big waypoints of life. It can be so easy to be distracted, to see an opportunity and go, because it's good for me, I'm just going to take it. The amount of people, and in my own life, the amount of times I've done that and it's ended badly with disappointment, with crushed hopes. And the amount of times that I've actually stopped at waypoints in life and prayed about it and committed it to God. And the Holy Spirit's shown me which way to to go. And, And often, later on, it's became so obvious just what a God decision that was. What a, the pain that it avoided just by, even when everything was telling me to turn left, God said turn right and I did and avoided a major catastrophe. So what about plans and hopes? Let's talk about 2021. What about those plans, those things? Will you come on the journey this year and just commit those things to God and don't jump into a relationship just because you need one? You think you do. Don't jump at an opportunity just because it looks like there's money in it. None of those things are wrong in themselves. What I'm saying is bring God into the picture. Bring hope that does not disappoint into all of life. Walk by the Spirit. Let's let's commit ourselves to this. Are you keen? And then... um, Obviously, the last question then becomes, where do I need to surrender 
my plans and my expectations right now and trust God with the result? Where have I actually just felt entitled? I deserve this. This belongs to me. They owe it to me. Whatever it is, where you could actually surrender it and say, God, I want you to make a way. I want you to make a way. If you've got this for me, you've got this for me. And if it's just me, then I'm going to let this one go through to the keeper. I'm I'm not going to jump at it just because I'm jumpy. Can I encourage us? Let's let's have a year where, where we live out of a hope that does not disappoint. Could we all stand together this morning? And I'd, I'd just... This is a bit different, but it come from my reading this week, but um, I just wanted to do it today. I'd, I'd really like to, if you'd let me. I'm going to lift my hands up over the congregation. I just want to pray a blessing for 2021. Um, I just really feel that's what we're to do this morning. And if you want a year where it's like, man, my hope is anchored in God. I'm committing things to Him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay connected to Jesus no matter how many bumps are in the road. I'm, I'm going to lock into the Word of God and do my best to, to faithfully let God speak to my heart through it. Come on, if that's you, let's raise our hands up. And I want to pray for us and everyone connected to us. I'm going to pray for the Musos too. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you today that you are a God of hope and that the kind of hope you give does not disappoint. So, Father, I I thank you. I, I lift my hands up over your people and I bless them in the name of Jesus. I bless them as they connect their life to you. Let them experience your reality and your goodness. Right through this year, right through 21, let it be a year where your people know you, experience you, and your reality. Father, I thank you for your word, and I pray for us, Lord, that your word would open up to us as we seek you in the word, as we look at the Holy Scripture, Lord. You you would speak to our hearts. You'd speak at times so specifically to us about our journey, our direction, our hearts, our attitudes. And Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, come, anoint us afresh with the true oil of heaven. Holy Spirit, just move in us afresh. Awaken within us anew. As we give ourselves to you today, at the beginning of this year, Lord, we, we surrender. We surrender plans. We surrender statements we've made sometimes brashly, sometimes arrogantly. We surrender it all to you and recognize you are the Lord of all things. You're not an add-on in our lives. You are the center. And as we surrender you, we, we just believe for good things. We believe you're the God of hope. You lead your people into beautiful and broad places. And I just release that word, beautiful and broad places, over your people today, spoken by Pastor Sue just release that. I believe it's a word for us in the spirit today. God bringing us into beautiful and broad places in Jesus' name. Father, let healing come to families. Let healing come to bodies as we, as we lay hold of precious promises. 
Let provision come. Let opportunity come that's birthed in the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. While we're in this moment, attitude of worship, friend, if you've never connected your life to Jesus, you can do it right now, right where you stand. Just open your heart in the simplest of ways if that's what you want to do. If you're saying to me, Pastor Chris, I, I just I wish I knew God. I wish I could walk with God the way that you're talking about. Then, friend, it just begins with a simple step of faith. And right where you stand, you can open your heart. Maybe you could say things in your heart like, Jesus, I open my heart to you. Come into my life. Forgive my past. Free me from my past. Show me my future and lead me into it. Lead me into it. Lead me in your ways. You can pray that in the simplest of ways and God will honour that. If you're authentic, God will be authentic and honouring of that prayer. Friends, you can do that right now. Amen. 2021. 2021. A year where hope does not disappoint. A year where our hearts are anchored in something that doesn't shake like this world and what we've seen in the last year or so. No matter what's around the corner, God's love never fails. God's promises never change. God bless you.